Welcome to the Bible Idiots Podcast on this Friday. I have a great devotion for all of us that I found in Habakkuk chapter 1. And I want to talk about how we seek God's voice and we want him to speak to us in these times. Yeah. And that is going to be my Friday devotion. But you know what Friday means? What? We start out with... The mailbag. Oh, yeah, mailbag. I was going to say, bag. is it nap time? <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. I'm exhausted. Yeah, so, Friday uh, night. Yeah, the mailbag. Yeah, do, what did you got for mailbag? I do have some. Uh, I got two of them. One of them is from you got two? Scott. Do you want them now, or how do you want to do this? No, let's do the mailbag now, and let's then do I'll the do the devotion now. in okay, a minute. Okay, hold on. I wasn't totally ready. Okay. Scott from Arizona. Uh, let's see. He see, wrote... I read all of these, and let me just bring people behind the curtain for a second. Okay. I read most of the notes that come in, but sometimes Emily does. But the reality is, when we come on the show, we've done this for 15 years. We try really hard not to let the other one know what content we're bringing. Why? Because that creates a spontaneity. That creates yes. a like a, a listenability that yeah. you know God kind of creates through us, where we don't know what we're doing, exactly. but it seems fun to listen to. When I heard you were going into Habakkuk. I got really excited because, like, people don't go there very often. So I'm like, yay, we're going to go back to that book. I love that. It's three chapters of frozen fun. Three and a half chapters of frozen fun. Okay, back to Scott from Arizona. He wrote, because he was. Scott from where? Arizona. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, I he was this. digging your comments about the fainting goats. Yes. And he said, "I loved your comments about people who are offended being like fainting goats." His question is, "What superpower does Emily have?" Okay. If people are just tuning in for the first time, <laughs> what I said is that when people get offended, wouldn't it be great if they just were like fainting goats? I saw a meme similar to this a few years ago, and uh-huh. it just stuck in my head that when somebody's, I'm just so offended that you would say that. It would be like great if they were fainting goats and they just tipped over. Yeah. You know, that would just, so when you're at the pulpit and you offend half the congregation, they all just fall out and right. you know. Right. You don't have to, you know, you, exactly. you, you already know. Like liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if people yeah. who were lying, their pants really started on fire? Yeah, exactly. That would be helpful. And another person uh, had wrote in and said, hey, the fainting goats thing was funny, but I would love it if their face just turned green, you know, or. Oh, that's funny because they couldn't yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. Like Pinocchio lies, his nose grows. Right. If you're offended, you just like become a, different, a completely different shade. So the question that Scott wants to know is what superpower would I give Emily? Yeah, I guess you're the giver of superpowers. Well, right so. now it'd be the superpower to get up and walk to the kitchen and make a sandwich. <laughs> that would be outstanding. That's not a superpower. If you don't know, Emily is not in a wheelchair anymore. She's on crutches and she's a couple months away from actually walking. She shattered her leg in December and we're still on the mend. Uh, superpower that I would <laughs> I give Emily. I shattered my leg we're still on the mend. Okay. A superpower to help make money? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that superpower of finding a job. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. There is a It's not really a superpower, but, you know, money laundering, not exactly. I think know. the superpower I would love for you to be able to have would uh-huh. be if I put my hand on your waist and you crossed your arms like bewitched and blinked and we could just show up at our granddaughter's house oh. or we could just show up at our family favorite restaurant yeah. and or we could just you know go to minneapolis for a football game and blink and be back in our home in Canada. that to me would be the ultimate superpower right. or leave that horrible family get together yes <laughs> yes and, and and since you can do that you should be able to make people freeze too so oh. right you know right when you know aunt gertrude is going into her her rage against the machine yes. we can have just uh freeze 
and then you come back and nobody knows what they're talking about anymore <laughs> and then somebody gets offended offended and faints like a like ghost just pause life yes. that would be a good superpower that would be a good superpower I want to just be able to pause life for just a moment <laughs> what else did the mailbag bring okay, us over the last so, week so thank you for that letter Scott also from Jessica from Michigan uh, she was talking about the Ruth story this goes back a little bit um, she says the, the story what? The, the book of Ruth when you were oh, preaching the Ruth on the and book Boaz of Ruth story? Yeah. Yeah. she says the story of Naomi she actually wrote a fairly lengthy uh, correspondence and so I'm just taking an expert excerpt from it uh, Jessica says the story of Naomi touches me as much if not more than Ruth and Boaz you said and she's talking to you Chris okay you said the book could even be entitled Boaz instead of being called I Ruth. did say that and she says I'm thinking it could equally be called Naomi what do you think I think she's right on. Uh, Jessica, I think you're spot on. It could easily be called Naomi because the story is of Naomi going back to her homeland. She is the you know the Jewish matriarch of this yeah. family going back in the middle of the famine. Boaz is the kinsman redeemer, and he lines up with Jesus being our kinsman redeemer, which was the, was the uh, topic. Ruth's steadfastness in the face of it all is why the book is named Ruth. But at the end of it, Naomi becomes like a, you know, a grandmother to Obed and all the women in the village, what did they do? Did they look at Ruth? Did they look at Boaz? No, they looked that to Naomi, Naomi yes. and they they loved the redemption that she found through her faithful daughter-in-law, Ruth, and through the uh, kinsman redeemer, yeah. Boaz. So good call, Jessica. I yeah, kind of like that. Naomi's kind of like uh, underrated in that yeah. whole thing and the influence and the decisions that she made, the impact, it, the impact that they really had on not just her, not just her family, but all of human history. So yep. that's pretty cool. Well, let's get into devotion. We used to call it Devotions in Motion, where you got the motion and we've got the devotion. But uh, either way, Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5 says this. Listen to this. It says, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. Ooh, yeah, that's going on right yeah. now. <laughs> and then the devotion uh, is actually from the Blackaby boys, Henry and his son Richard. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how Christians habitually seek God's voice through prayer, through his word, or through his messengers. Yet sometimes we fail to hear God speak through his activity. We oh, do. Yeah, Even though yeah, he yeah. is working all around us, God encourages his people to watch for his activity so they'll know how they should respond to their lives do we do that emily do we do we do that the answer is yes and no sometimes but then we get distracted with you know all the different things going on and then we're not really looking are we well and you've always said let's journal let's journal about the things that we pray and pray for and, and what's going on in our life and it's really interesting because sometimes we'll look back and we'll say man we're still praying about the same things that we were last year yeah. And other times we look back and go, wow, God answered us there. God answered us there. And we can see more clearly what he has done. So, yeah, it's a really good thing to pay attention to things going on around you because God is in those details. Think about the disciples and what they saw going on around them. Oofta, yeah. Uh, did you just say oofta? <laughs> That's a little Norwegian right there, isn't it? Oofta, yeah, sure. Don't you know the disciples there? Yeah, the disciples there, they were watching and learning, don't you know? Wouldn't want to trade places with them for nothing, don't you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. 
The disciples discovered much about God's power by witnessing Jesus calming a raging storm with a command, serving uh, Jesus alongside as he fed thousands of people with just a small little bit. He watched then Jesus go and dine with a notorious sinner, Zacchaeus, and he taught them a poignant message about God's love for sinners. Mm. He taught them a poignant message about, uh, you know, the, the compelling message of forgiveness with him dying on the cross. Uh, victory over death, hell, and the grave when they found the empty tomb. They saw all this stuff. So if we're sensitive to what God is doing around us, he's going to speak to us through his activity. Yeah. And you'll see God at work and, you'll, and it'll astound you. And when you experience events that surpass your understanding and ability, it may be that God is communicating a critical message to you. That just hit me square between the eyes when I was reading it this week. You know why? Because we know what's going on around us. And Habakkuk chapter one says, look among the nations and watch, be utterly astounded for I will work a work in your days, which will uh, which you would not believe, though it were told you. If God told us what he's going to be doing with America and what he's going to be doing with the world, what he's going to do through COVID, it would astound us. So if we want to hear what God's voice is saying, just look around you and look for what he's doing right. in the midst of it all. Yeah, his creation declares his glory. And what is his cre- creation? His creation is the world and everything in it. And so we do have to pay attention because there is something in that that God is he's put it out there plain for everybody to see. When you see God's character and you experience God's character, it gives you like a fresh perspective in how you're supposed to respond. Yeah. And then when how you're supposed to respond, sometimes you, you don't mm-hmm. or you struggle to. Right. Again, he will continue to, it, it's almost like, you know, he's reaching down to lift you up to the next level on, yeah. on a big staircase and yeah. you just keep keep going just keep going and keep looking and it will he'll make it clear to you through his character in the midst of the storm when you first read the verse paul's life popped into my brain because when he was first converted and the followers of christ came to him and gave him the message that he was going to be the one to bring the gospel to the kings and the rulers of the world yeah and you you when you listen to just that one statement you think oh i'll be schmoozing at the banquet tables not. not he did it sending him through prison and i mean through he chains. went through uh shipwrecks and snake bites and all this stuff three days in the deep he and, was. yeah exactly but sure enough like you said don't focus on the snake bite don't focus on the shipwreck look at what god is doing and through paul he did indeed bring the message of the gospel to the highest people in government uh in his day yeah and so yeah and always goes back to god's character Mm -hmm. and this week and last week and for the next couple weeks we're going to be in ephesians chapter 6 looking at the armor of god he's provided that his character means he's provided that for you you have to put on the armor of god i gotta be honest (laughs) i need that helmet he's given us (laughs) brad stein put a helmet on right yeah (laughs) Amen to that. All right, that's going to do it for us for this week. Hey, BibleIdiots.com. My email address is in the upper left-hand corner. Uh, That's the easiest way to get a hold of us. You can always get a hold of us through Lifehouse Church. And so we just would love for you to to hang out with us here on the Bible Idiots Podcast. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. You get into the Word of God this weekend, and you go and serve your King.